Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Big, big announcement. Jonathan Zaslow. Zaslow wow. filling in. For Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. A big announcement here on Super Week, Super Wednesday, as we head towards Super Bowl 58 on on Sunday. This is almost like Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift dating level announcement. You ready? I mean, you built it up so much. Let's go. I posted a TikTok successfully just wow. now, right before we went live. Wow. I'm very, very young, Zaslo. Don't I hope I hope I don't make you feel too old now that you're in my presence, you know? I because mean, I, if, am, if, I am young you and I am young. If you were to hand me, Amber, if you were to hand me a, a phone, a mobile device with TikTok <laughs> opened on it, and you were to say, Here, post a TikTok, it would be like I'm holding an alien. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I will tell you, few things have made me feel older than trying to navigate TikTok. Because for a very long time, I was against getting on TikTok. <laughs> I thought, is that the old music is Ryan Matlack is. is playing behind me? <laughs> I feel like um, I'm, I'm on the, we're on a, uh, the merry-go-round. <laughs> this is appropriate music for this conversation <laughs> between two old people. Because the reality is... One day, you think you're all young and fun and cool, you know? Watch, you watch start out. Now. You've got your top eight in MySpace. Was it our top eight? Was uh, there eight? I, don't th- I think eight's a lot. I, th- I think you're, you're adding a few extra. I, think I don't there. know. It's a top I whatever. You had options. You had options like eight and 12. I think, I think you could have done enough to 12, I think. Really? We were ranking, wow. we were f- rank- ranking our friends at the time. Very uh, I, I do know that. There was a lot of music on Not MySpace. Me. It was very, very cool. Then we graduated to Facebook. I was good with that. I was navigating that all over the place in yeah. college. I knew what was up. I remember I'm OG on Facebook, Zaslow. I remember Facebook back when Facebook was only other people at the same college that you went to. That's how OG I am with navigating Facebook, okay? And I was out there getting dates off Facebook before there was all these dating apps. Look you at know? you. So sit down, dating apps, okay? I knew how to navigate Look at you that. you realizing what Facebook is really for right <laughs> off the really- bat. Wait, right off the bat. I was on the ground floor of that whole revolution, okay? Then, Instagram. I'm all over Instagram and Twitter. Now X, whatever it's called. I'm good, okay? I've been navigating those puppies for years. I'm good. Then TikTok comes along, and it's like, really? Now I'm supposed to do this? And I get that TikTok's probably even old at this point, that there's other ones, and like the one that you point the camera the different directions and whatever the heck. I finally broke down. I finally got on TikTok recently, at Amber W Sports, and I don't know what I'm doing, but I did just post a TikTok like two seconds before we went on. Looks air. great. I went and checked from the show good. the other night. Nice job. I would check, but like I don't. I have no idea how to check. I I don't. I don't I'll know to, how to access. It. I don't know I'll what try, it is. <laughs> I'll try to put it on my Instagram. At yeah. Amber W Sports as well. Yeah, you should put, put it on there. Instagram. I know how to use well, you've that. Got, you've got to give me like a few commercial breaks to figure out. <laughs> 
how to do that. I know there's a way. I've done it before. I just got to figure it out. I'm always amongst the last. I have too many socials I got to keep track of. I'm always amongst the last to sign on to. I remember it took me a couple years to get on Twitter. I was like, this thing's not going to last. I don't need to worry about this. This is like 15 (laughs) years ago. I don't need to get on Twitter. That's a fad right there. I'm always very late to this stuff. Yeah. Well, and I tried to get right on the ground floor with threads so that I just like at least had my screen name, but I've never done anything. I can't keep up with it. I tried for a little bit. It's too much. I don't have enough bandwidth for all of it. But I'm trying now with the TikTok, so I am very, very youthful. Wow. So maybe my, uh, my, <laughs> me now navigating TikTok is not that great of a story. There are a lot of great stories, though, this week in Super Week as we head towards Super Bowl 58. So here's my question, Zaslo. Okay. What is the best story or the best possible story here if everything goes accordingly? Okay. And I have several nominations here. Obviously, there are the more obvious ones like Brock Purdy going from Mr. Irrelevant to potential Super Bowl champion here. That would be a hell of a story. Patrick Mahomes winning his third ring. The Chiefs being a dynasty. That could be another story here if the Chiefs win. If the Chiefs win, You also have the Taylor Swift storyline, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. They'll be on the field after you'll get the smooch. Will she come up on stage as they're getting the the Lombardi? It's all possible. That's when I knew they were a legit couple. Well, a couple weeks ago, they kissed on the mouth. That's when I knew right on the mouth. You only kiss right on the mouth if you're in love. Uh, And also Shanahan. Not blowing a lead, <laughs> actually getting a Super Bowl win. That would be a hell of a story. What's your favorite storyline of Super Bowl 58? Can't be many father-son duos who have won oh, a Super true. Bowl. That, like, true. Are there any? There's that angle, too. I, I mean, I'm just, oh. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. Are there any father-son duos that have won yeah, a Super Bowl? Who has Hembo on speed dial? I don't, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll pull up some stats and info. Uh, are you asking me which 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 story I think is is the most intriguing? Is that what yeah. is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I I'm gonna go with Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is the most interesting story here because it's almost it's almost like a perfect storm with him. And what I mean by that is Belichick's out of the game right now, right? And Belichick's got strikes against him because of the way his Patriot career ended, because of. He didn't get a job this offseason, which presumably he wanted one. And now there's a lot of doubt as to, you know, we know Belichick was great, but how great? Is he the best ever? There's at least a little bit of doubt. So it's kind of a perfect storm for Andy Reid where he's back in the Super Bowl. This is his fifth Super Bowl appearance. Obviously, he's made appearances with multiple teams. He's made appearances with multiple quarterbacks. So he's 2-2 two and two so far in Super Bowls. A third Super Bowl win would tie him with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs. All right, it, it, it would put him third all time, tying with two other coaches, and you you separate yourself from guys like from names like Lombardi, Parcells, Landry, Shula, Mike Shanahan. So he would jump above all of those guys. And he would be in a pretty rarefied territory. And and when I say it's a perfect storm, I think. We talk about Mahomes and Brady, like, does Mahomes need to win this Super Bowl? How many Super Bowls to be considered the best ever? I think we're approaching a territory where we may have this conversation about Andy Reid. And so Andy Reid winning this Super Bowl this weekend and catapulting into that 
next level of coaching victories, coaching coaches with Super Bowl wins, I I think is a really interesting story that I don't know is being talked about enough. Gosh, it wasn't long ago. It wasn't that long ago that we were having conversations about whether Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame caliber coach. He couldn't win because he just couldn't win when it mattered most. He'd always be right there, and he couldn't get it done until he got it done. And now here we are talking about maybe catapulting him into the greatest coaches of all time conversation. It's amazing the difference that a few years can make. That is the voice of Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons on Amber and Ian. For me... The best storyline is Brock Purdy because it, for me, it's and I, f- people have been weirdly critical of Brock Purdy yeah. and, and it hasn't been universally loved the way that, frankly, I think that it should be. But if he actually wins a ring here and particularly if he has a good game in winning a ring, it's got to be one of the very best stories in NFL history to go from the very last pick in the draft to go from Mr. Irrelevant to winning a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback, we've never seen it in all of NFL history. And frankly, I don't know if we'll ever see it again. You know, it's only the a third, remarkable feat. You know, he's only the third Mr. Irrelevant ever. First quarterback. He's only the yep. third Mr. Irrelevant ever to just to play be in a Super, in a Super Bowl, right? Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Play in one. Not even start in one. Play in one. Nevertheless, quarterback to be starting in a freaking Super Bowl. It's crazy. And here we are. And he could actually be winning one. So if My you favorite. think about that journey, it, it, in just a, sh- a short couple of years, mind you, if you think about that journey, yeah, he's favored right now. ESPN bet one and a half points. The 49ers are favored. That journey's remarkable. That would be the best story. I mean, it's it, truly, there would be a movie made about it eventually. That's how good of a story I think that that is. That's your Rudy moment. The guy that nobody had on their radar. The guy that nobody believed in coming out of college. That, you know, the 49ers didn't even believe in him. They got lucky. Well, yeah, the, the Niners pick. passed on him several times, too. It's not like right. the Niners knew. They didn't know. If the Niners knew, they would have picked him a lot earlier tell you what though <laughs> Lynch looks like a genius for that because otherwise we'd all be way too busy killing him for what happened with Trey Lance he saved himself with that mm-hmm. throwaway pick there at the very end of the draft um, yep. might have saved everything about the San Francisco 49ers we want to ask you America what do you think the best storyline is here in Super Bowl 58 triple eight say ESPN 888-729-3776 we will open up for your phone calls on Amber and Ian coming up next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
still working on getting my TikTok up on Instagram so you can see it, Doug. Yeah, put it put it where <laughs> I can get after it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Need a little bit more time. Spent that break on it. I'll figure it out here. It's in, too much in a for you bit. to post stuff on TikTok and expect me to be able to access that. I need you to put your videos where I can access it. I'll put it on your Facebook wall uh, coming up here shortly. At I'll tell Jazz you what. Show. Next time, next time, if you're going to do a TikTok, just text it to me. Just text, <laughs> just it to text me. you the video. Let's avoid Got the middle, it. man. Just text it to me. At Zaslow Show, that is how you find him. If you can't text him, Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. At Amber W Sports is how you find me. We are asking you, America, what is the best storyline in Super Bowl 58? I said... If it's a win for the 49ers, I think it's Brock Purdy going from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl champion, starting as a quarterback as Mr. Irrelevant in a Super Bowl, being an integral part of the success of that team. I don't think that there's a better storyline, not many, frankly, even in NFL history. Zaslow went with the angle of Andy Reid, a coach that we had all these stupid conversations about at one point <laughs> that long ago. He can't win. He can't win. And here oh, we are now. When, when he was in Philly, it was the, all the clock management. He can't win the big games. And I remember. I, I don't think about that stuff ever now during an Andy Reid coach game. It's crazy. Uh, so if he wins a third here... What does that mean for his legacy? Well, Zazzle argues it would catapult him into the conversation of, of amongst the greatest coaches that have ever coached the game. And so he thinks that is the best storyline. There's a lot to choose from, though, beyond just those two storylines. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's where we find Bob calling us from Montana. Bob, what's your favorite storyline? I got to go with uh, Brock Purdy. All right, and why? Right. Uh, I just think it's a great story, last, and because I want Chris Kennedy to have to admit he's a top tier quarterback. He's been <laughs> he's been busting him lately about he's not really all in on Purdy, and I think it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo experience in San Fran. I think you know because they were good with Garoppolo, but they couldn't win the big one, and I think because Purdy's there and he's not a big name, you know, came from nowhere. I think there's too much correlation, so I really want him to win it. Thanks for the call, Bob. There'd be a lot of people that would have to eat their words about Brock Purdy. Now, I still don't know, Zazlo, if he wins a Super Bowl, if those same people are going to all of a sudden say, well, he's far more than a system quarterback, and he's so great. It might not amount to that, but it still does complete the story in some way, and you would absolutely have to admit, even if if he, he ends up being a system quarterback, I mean, he's... Really excellent in that system. So who the hell cares? That's the only system we see him in. Look, I, they were down huge going into the second half two weeks ago. And I saw Brock Purdy making play after play, using his legs, running for first downs. I mean, I was watching Lamar Jackson score a total of nine points against Kansas City. He didn't know when the heck to use his legs. He didn't know what he was doing back there. And Brock Purdy down by, what were they, down by 17? Were that by more than 17? Uh, 24-7, right? And and he was making plays in the second half. So I I really don't buy into the, the system quarterbacks. I, I wish I had a system quarterback who gets the, the NFC Championship his rookie year and the Super Bowl the second year. That's a great system quarterback. I know one of the things I've heard you say on your podcast, uh, Zazzle Show oh, 2.0, check it out, show. available wherever podcasts are available. Uh, one of the things I've heard you say on your podcast is that you think that people are down on Brock Purdy because they don't want to admit that they were wrong about Brock totally. Purdy. I don't, totally. I, don't total, I don't agree with that, and here's why I don't agree with that. 
Because none of us were even talking about Brock Purdy to be wrong about Brock Purdy. None of our draft, I mean, beyond, you know, maybe Mel Kuyper having him somewhere on the board, but even our draft analysts, there's not a single one that was being interviewed about Brock Purdy. When I was having draft analysts on our show over and over again, as we headed towards that draft, I wasn't asking a single question about the very end of that draft. That's the point, though. But that's the point. So... That, that, that's like the point, the is that no one was talking about... That's that's the point. That's exactly the point, is that no, he wasn't even on anyone's radar. And so it's so much easier to say, well, I can't possibly be so wrong that I'd even have this guy on my radar. It has to be that all the guys around him are so good and propping him up. That's exactly my point, is that how can everyone have been wrong how can everyone have left him off of draft boards? That's exactly my point. Triple H say ESPN is how you get in touch with us. What is the best storyline of Super Bowl 58? Seth is calling us from South Dakota. Seth, thanks so much for the call. What is the best storyline of Super Bowl 58? I think it is the Chiefs winning and uh, Travis and Taylor riding off into the sunset and oh, Andy Reid retiring. Love story. <laughs> and Travis retiring? Is that what you said? Tra- Travis and Andy retiring. Oh, Andy retiring. I'm a Broncos retiring. fan, okay. so, yeah. All so there you fan, go. So from, from Seth get, and get rid Dakota, of that, yeah. that, that, that trifecta. Yeah. So, so Seth wants them to ride off to the sunset with Taylor, maybe for not the nicest reasons. A little selfish. Ulterior a little motives. selfish reasons there. Ulterior motives there for Seth. Understandable, though. Andy Reid has said that, He's not going to retire. But a lot of people have been theorizing that maybe he will sometimes. And obviously, that's going to happen with a coach who's accomplished everything at, at the age he's at. We're going to keep I, having that conversation I, about I, I think it'd be such a missed opportunity if he were to retire. He's right in the middle of one of the greatest quarterback of all times, Prime. If he wins this weekend, like I said, it puts him in a category of, uh, of coaches with Super Bowl wins that only few coaches have ever gotten to. And he could easily ride this thing out with this guy and try and get a few more. I think it'd be a major missed opportunity uh, uh, history-wise for him to bow out now. And you got to remember, Amber, this guy, Andy Reid, football really is his life. Yeah. It was it, it was it wasn't too long ago where he received a lot of criticism for things that have happened within his family. I don't want to get into all the details, it's sad stuff, but he received a lot of criticism for things that happened with his family and he kept on coaching cuz this is who he is. Like this this is his life, football. And and I think it'd be such a major missed opportunity for him to walk away now. I I don't buy it. I think he's in here for the long haul still. That level of dedication to the game definitely costs you uh, some dedication on the home front. Triple H, say ESPN. I don't think it's that crazy to suggest that maybe Travis Kelsey would retire. I know nobody's really talking about that at all, but I feel like Travis Kelsey is at the very pinnacle of fame, right? Where he could now go do practically anything in cash in on this moment. The podcast is more popular than ever. I just feel like right now, if he walked away, there's so many things that Travis Kelsey could do beyond the football field to make him unbelievable amounts of money that this would be a really good time to hang it up, especially obviously if he wins another Super Bowl here. And frankly, he wasn't nearly as good in the regular season. He did not look like the same player. So why not try to go out on top? James, you disagree. 
No, no. Um, he, I, I saw an interview. I can't remember what it was, uh, but he was on uh, with somebody, and they asked him if there was like a number of Super Bowls, like that he would want to get to before he, before he would like you know want to retire. What he wants to get to before he retires, and he uh, mentioned Gronk, and Gronk has four, so he oh, wanted Gronk. to get he wanted to get setting the bar low there. Well, but but that's that's who everyone compares him to right now, right? Like right. it's Gronk and and Kelsey, so he would want to match that, and then he would obviously have all the stats and longevity over I, Gronk too. I, I don't even think the comparison is with Gronk as much as it is. I think there's a Brady and Gronk uh, uh, comparison similarity, yeah, but but, but from as a, a friendship. Deal. But from a friendship perspective, where I just think they like being around each other and they like playing together, but so he wants to do it as long as he can. But he couldn't. He can't possibly have the longevity to try to match what Tom Brady did here. What Mahomes is going to be able to do? Mahomes is only twenty-eight years old and obviously plays a di- very different position. So I, I think a slightly different situation there. Plus, what Mahomes can continue to try to accomplish. Compared to Plus, what maybe Travis Kelsey had. He's going to have to do it without Kelsey at some point. Wouldn't you also assume that Taylor is going to have him around a little bit to help with wedding planning? So <laughs> maybe that's something he's got to mar- think about. Married. I don't know. No, but real talk. If your girlfriend, and if he's all in, was tr- freaking Taylor, it, you're traveling the world international. She's a very busy woman. I don't know if you've noticed that. She's Zaslo. in Tokyo right now. Him having a job... That keeps him here stateside all the time or half the year. It's not super convenient for their love story. So I know. That's Maybe Travis not- should look into it. I know. Maybe he wants to, you know, tag along, be a roadie, hang out in the in the ta- PJ. It's not a tag along. Yeah, if you support your woman. He's Goodness, a tag along. Doing that whole sexism thing. It's Taylor Swift. Wouldn't it be man. sexist if I said it the other way around? No, 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 no. It's, it's a little sexist how you just apply tagging along or riding her coattails if he goes and supports her in her concerts. More of your calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are asking you, what is the best storyline of Super Bowl 58? Brock Purdy, if he wins a ring here as Mr. Irrelevant. Mahomes getting his third ring. The Chiefs turning into a dynasty. Andy Reid catapulting himself into the conversation of greatest coaches of all time. That was Zaslow's nomination. We also discussed Kyle Shanahan getting one here, not blowing a lead. Finally, there's a lot of storylines, including Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That storyline as well. We are asking you, America, 888-SAY-ESPN, if you want to join the conversation. We love when you do that. Somebody just called in and asked why I said it was sexist when you... And if we were up against the clock, you had said... That Travis Kelsey could follow her or or tag along. That was the terminology you used. And so (laughs) 
and and I launched the sexism word. You know, we went to break. Uh, no, <laughs> that's that's how it sounded. That was not actually how it went down. You threw so the, the sexist only- bomb at me sexist. and then said goodbye, everyone. We're going to break. <laughs> goodbye. We're going to break. Uh, Chew on that. So. I have heard this narrative, uh, and there's people in this country perpetuating this narrative, that if Travis Kelsey goes and follows Taylor Swift around on her tour after the Super Bowl, because she's on this international tour, which is why she's in Japan this week. week. Right after the Super Bowl, she goes to New Zealand, I believe, on her tour. And that if Travis Kelsey starts following her around, that somehow it emasculates him. To follow Why? his girl. And so that's that's what, and that's kind of what you said. That's what, like where you were going with that's the long thing. And I'm no. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not it's what I said dumbest, at all. It's the dumbest bleep that if you support what your woman is doing, all of a sudden you are emasculated. I, I do not understand. No, like, I don't feel that way. Girly man, because you support your wife. Every dude in this world, if they were dating Taylor freaking Swift, somebody that successful who's living that life, everybody would initially want to also go on that ride. Now, yeah. I'm guessing it would get old really quickly, that whole lifestyle. I mean, well, I'm sure being on the road like that is not easy. Even, I think she's even playing the same Taylor show every stop, though. You know, that's right. going to get repetitive. There's only sure so the many times I want to hear shake it up in the middle of the week. Come on. Even... <laughs> Even with private planes and five-star hotels, I'm sure the schedule is still rough. But initially, initially, it would be really cool. Yeah. And we would all do it. And there was absolutely nothing emasculating about it. And that's exactly what he should be doing. Because she has made every effort to step into his world very publicly. We have all seen it. He needs to make the same effort to step into her world. That's, wow, so you are calling on him. You are calling, calling on him. him. I am Once telling him. Once the Super Bowl ends, he needs to get on the road and start attending some shows. That's, I'm, that's what I'm telling him. That's wow. what I'm telling him. If you are a real man, Travis, you will follow your woman. How about that? Now, now will, will the Swifties, will they be as offended with his presence at all of the concerts as the NFL fans have been with her <laughs> presence at the games? That's the no, big the, question. The Swifties will the Swifties will like it. They'll, welcome uh, they'll be him. less disturbed. Yeah, they'll they'll be more welcoming than the uh, NFL fan has been to the Swifties. We are welcoming of everybody here, though. On Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Triple Eight, say ESPN. What's the best storyline of this Super Bowl? Jacob has been patient, calling us from Montana. Jacob, thanks for the call. What do you have? Hey, guys. Um, Zazlo, I agree. I would follow my wife to the ends of the earth. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And with everything uh, being paid the, for, the food and the drinks, I mean, give me a break. Yeah, they're worth it, though. It's at the end of the day, right? Um, that being said, I think collectively just the 49ers organization, um, you know, has proven that they do things the right way. They have no controversies. They have a bunch of veterans rallying around a young quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, um, that we had no expectations for. Um, So I think collectively as an organization, you know, if they pull this off, they've got probably three or four Hall of Famers on their team. Um, And overall, this would be looked at as one of the great NFL teams of all time. I do like the 49ers story from a team perspective better than the Chiefs, which is weird to say because obviously the Chiefs winning another one, we can have the dynasty conversation and it's an all-time run here that we'll remember forever. But 
Zazla, I'm a little tired of it. That's what happens with teams that get catapulted into the dynasty conversation. Whereas the 49ers, yes, we've seen them in a Super Bowl recently, but with the 49ers, that's fresh blood. So I tend to agree with Jacob there. Jacob was definitely in, in the car with his wife, though, right? Like, oh, that was trying, mad trying points to get some that he points. Just, yeah, because yeah. I even said, I think the most fun part is just the whole experience. He's like, yeah, but you get to be with your wife. You know, I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> she's, de- she's definitely one real high on my <laughs> list of the, of the perks of traveling. <laughs> But okay, it's not the worst thing. Triple eight, say ESPN. Rick is calling us from Maui. Hey, Rick, thanks for the call. What's the best storyline? Aloha, Amber. Hey, you're uh, you're on the right track because I I look at it as a a headline and a subheadline. It's the headline is don't knock Brock uh, as the game manages the Niners to a win, and then the subheadline is Shanahan sheds. Uh, the label of being the uh, coach with the most playoff wins without a Super Bowl ring. And Kyle should get a lot of credit because of what he saw. You know, he did a, a big swing and a miss with Trey Lance, but using a, a baseball analogy with Purdy, it's like he hit a little flare down the right field line. The right fielder fell down, knocked himself out, and Shanahan got an inside-the-park home run uh, with, uh, with Purdy. It's just uh, that those two are going to be linked for a long, long time. Thanks for the call. I'll tell you what, Amber, you know, it almost it almost puts a ton of pressure on on the Niners front office and Lynch to for them to come through and win this game, because the reality of it is, if not for Brock Purdy and what he's been doing, the Trey Lance trade is fireable. It really is. And and now, yeah, they're in the Super Bowl and they're lucky because they didn't know Brock Purdy was going to be this good. Otherwise, they would have selected him. Well before the last pick and draft, they did not know. They got lucky here. And now they're in the Super Bowl with him, and it's almost, all right, all's forgotten if you end up winning the Super Bowl here because, again, that Trey Lance selection and more so the compensation you had to give up to get him, it really is a fireable offense. It is. Oh, absolutely. If they hadn't gotten so lucky here – so lucky we would be calling for John Lynch to get fired. We absolutely, because it's an all-time miss. I mean, all-time historic miss. He gets a complete pass here because of how Brock Purdy has worked out so far. And frankly, I think even maybe just making it to a Super Bowl really helps alleviate that pressure. But in just about 35 minutes from now, we will have a conversation about who has the most pressure here. The most pressure in Super Bowl 58. So hold your horses for that conversation. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Our conversation right now, though, is what's the best storyline of Super Bowl 58? There's been a lot of Niners nominations. Andrew is calling us from North Carolina. Hey, Andrew, what's your nomination? Yeah, Amber, I think the one thing that everyone's afraid to talk about, and quite frankly, I don't blame them because we've been talking about it for so long that Tom Brady is the GOAT. I think that this is a pivotal win for Patrick Mahomes and him writing history, right? Like when you think about the first six seasons on what he's done in comparison as a starter versus Tom Brady, he's got him beaten passing yards, touchdown passes, completions, and a lower percentage on interceptions. All that to be said, I think the NFL's changed a lot from offensive attack to defense. So the fact that he's able to be doing all of this uh, first six seasons as a starter in this defensive league, and he's not even 30 years old yet, Will he, in 10 years from now, be the new Tom Brady when we think about the all-time GOAT in the quarterback position? And I think people are just afraid to forget about Tom Brady. 
Thanks, Andrew. Uh, that was a good point. Uh, the thing is for me, though, Zaslow, is what happens in this specific Super Bowl doesn't actually mean much to me in terms of Patrick Mahomes' legacy. If we are just talking about the first six years of his career versus the first six years of Tom Brady's, I mean, that conversation's already over, right, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. But obviously, if you're comparing him to Tom Brady or Joe Montana, you've got to take the entire career, and we can't do that. It's so premature. It's not about what – if even if he loses this Super Bowl, it's not as if he can't catch Tom Brady. I don't know if he's ever going to catch Tom Brady, but what I do know is he's 28 years old. And if he plays into even just 40 years old, nevertheless, 45, like Tom Brady did, there's a whole lot of years here for him to get into more Super Bowls. I know it's not an easy thing to do. I get all of that, but I'm just saying it's not as if if he loses Super Bowl 58, all of us are going to go, nope, you know what? It is Tom Brady who's the goat and Patrick Mahomes has no chance at sniffing it. Well, You're right. Nobody is going to say he has no chance at Tom Brady. The GOAT's Tom Brady because Mahomes doesn't win the game on this Sunday. But what I will say is so important for Mahomes if he does want to be in that conversation with Brady, big picture-wise, long-term-wise, is he's got two, Brady's got seven. If he's going to even come remotely close, he needs to cash in on these. Like, he can't... He can't waste these opportunities. You know, Brady was three for his first three in the Super Bowl. Mahomes right now is two of three. Is he about to go two of four? Well, yes, he's at that same age that Brady was when he won his third, but that would be two squandered opportunities. So if big picture-wise, long-term-wise, he wants to catch Brady, he really can't afford to squander multiple Super Bowls at this point in his career. So I do but think there was it matters. A very long period of time that Tom Brady did not win a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's all part of the longevity story of Tom Brady. Again, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes' longevity is going to even come close. Patrick Mahomes certainly plays the position very, very differently. Who knows when it's going to end for Patrick Mahomes when he decides to retire one day. But what we do know is he's very young and it ain't anytime soon. So I just... I don't know if Super Bowl 58 itself is going to be the barometer. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Michael is calling us from Montana. Michael, thanks for the call. What's your favorite storyline? With Andy Reid, the walrus. Uh, I think a Super Bowl win this year will vault him into the conversation of top three coaches of all time. Currently has a 6-10 postseason percentage win. Uh and, you know, we always talk about Bill Belichick. His postseason percentage is 70 and a half. Reed has led, uh, he led the Eagles nine playoff runs, six division titles, including four consecutive. I think a Super Bowl here for Andy Reed uh, definitely starts the conversation of, you know, top three. And uh, let's say even one more Super Bowl run might even vault him in past. Bill Belichick. Oh, it's wild to think. It's exactly what Zaslow pointed out earlier. I hadn't even thought about that yet, mm-hmm. frankly, that we're already at that point with Andy Reid, but I guess we would be if he and, wins this Super Bowl here. And again, it's it's a bit of a perfect storm if Reid wins again here and Belichick has not had a uh, – we haven't thought less of Bill Belichick since he started winning Super Bowls almost 25 years ago, like Belichick's reputation is at a low right now, while Andy mm-hmm. Reid's is at an all-time high. It is. Uh, all-time Jim, high. 
And Jim in New York, thanks for the call, Michael. Jim in New York, Keith in Florida, Rudy in Missouri, hang on for me. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian. We will continue to take more of your phone calls. Plus, could Dan Marino throw for 6,000 yards in today's NFL? We will discuss here on ESPN Radio. Dan Marino said that he could throw in today's NFL for more than 6,000 yards easily. He said that today on the Pat McAfee show. We will get to Dan Marino. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Jonathan Zaslow hanging out, filling in for Ian on Super Wednesday. We are taking your phone calls on what is the best storyline as we head towards Super Bowl 58. Triple Eight say ESPN if you want to join the conversation. We always appreciate when you do. Jim is kind enough to call us from New York. Jim, what's your favorite storyline of Super Bowl 58? Uh, before I get to my favorite storyline, that guy from Canada was definitely sitting next to his wife in the car on their way to Wayne. Totally. Like date night. Totally. He, 100% uh, totally day sure. giveaway. Yeah. He's scoring points, the, uh, the guy that's <laughs> calling a defensive league that Mahomes is doing his defensive league, Marino just shut that down by saying he threw for 6,000. The receivers and quarterbacks have never been so protected as they are nowadays. Then when Brady was playing for the last 20 years, it wasn't like that. And I love the Brock Party story, but I really – you know, a, a father, son, you know, I played in, in uh, college and you're always looking to your father in the stands. And I think Mike Shanahan and the Kyle Shanahan, you know, when that embrace at the end of a game, if he wins, I think that is the storyline for me that uh, he finally did one like his dad did. He was probably a young kid walking around the locker room when his uh, father was winning consecutive Super Bowls. So I think that's a nice moment. Yeah, Zazlo nominated that one earlier. That is a hell of a storyline. It really is, Zazlo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I'm. Granted, I'm I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head, but I, I has there been another father son? So there's coach? seven. Apparently, there's seven. seven. Oh, head coach, not coaches. So I'm just saying that seven Super Bowl father son winners yeah. is what I'm seeing so far. Um, and I'm scrambling now to find this because I forgot to look it up earlier. Um, but there have been father son combinations now it's when you're talking about head coaches that's a whole different conversation yeah that's what i'm talking about well there we go we need a little bit more research into that before i can give you that answer but it is going to be incredible get on that here we go i'm looking it up right now so howie long and chris long are super bowl winners players yep um craig colquitt and britain um, both won a Super Bowl. Frank Cornish and Frank Cornish Jr. won Super Bowls. Bruce Davis and Bruce Davis Jr. Um, gosh, there's more than I thought. Bob and Brian Greasy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Emery Moorhead and Aaron Moorhead both won Super Bowls. So I mean, there I'm are not, several, but again, these are all these are all players. These are all players. Yeah, are all players. yeah. So I mean, it's still cool. It's still surprising, oh, yeah. but it, I'm not seeing any coaches. Uh, but we'll continue to research with our extensive research staff here at Amber and Ian. 888-729-3776 If you want to join the conversation, Rudy has been hanging on from Missouri. Thanks, Rudy. What's your storyline? Well, thanks for having me. You can't repeat without a repeat. That's my storyline. There hasn't been a three-time winner of the NFL championship since before the merger. Yeah. Hell wow. yeah, Rudy. Let's go. Does Pat wow. Riley have three-peat yeah, trademarked? Yeah, you owe him some money now, Rudy. Yeah, I That's think Pat you. Riley might have three-peat <laughs> three trademarked. Uh, so I don't know if the Chiefs would be able to call it that. 
So just be careful there, James. I'm just saying with your Chiefs. Uh, that is, listen, that is actually one of the storylines as well. We hadn't mentioned that. It leads into the, are the Chiefs a dynasty if they win one more conversation? Are they already a dynasty? That's certainly a conversation that people have been having this week. But the three-peat aspect of it as well, obviously, a conversation Triple Eight say ESPN. We always appreciate when you join the conversation. I do want to, though, get to what Dan Marino did say on the Pat McAfee show here, Zaslo, because you and I obviously both big Dolphins fans. Uh, it was funny. Marino was great on Pat's show today, and the Dolphins Hall of Fame quarterback said he could easily, easily throw for more than six thousand yards today. Take a listen. You know, the rules have changed and all that. The one thing I would say is we were kind of a little bit ahead of our time going for the 5,000 yards, having Duper and Clayton and White Stevenson as, you know, our center. And we had some really good players. And do I now think we could throw for 6,000 yards? You know, I don't have to prove it. If you don't have to prove it, you can say it. So, yeah, 6,000 yards. (laughs) Right, well, I, I love that attitude. Like, he, like that's a good job out of Danny Boy right there. Nobody right. can tell me can't do it, all right? So I, I like that attitude there. But let, I, Amber, I've been on this train for a long time. I strongly believe that Marino would throw for 6,000 yards if he played today. I mean, back that, that record-breaking year, 1984, he threw for 5,084 yards. Now, you got to consider, Amber, uh, the wide receivers back then, you were allowed to clutch and grab and push. There was no five-yard bump right and run Right off the line, rule. you were allowed to do that. No, there was none of that, all right? If the ball wasn't in the air, there was all kinds of holding and pushing and bumping going on. Now the wide receivers run free. Also, you got to consider these quarterbacks are so protected now. And Marino, for a guy who had no mobility to begin with, you were able to hit these guys low, high, in the head after the throw. The quarterbacks were not protected whatsoever. And he still threw for 5,000, a little more than 5,000 yards back in 1984. So if I were to ask you, Amber, I mean, how many more yards per game, just per game, without me giving you all the information, how many more yards per game do you think t- in today's game that version of Marino would be able to throw for considering the rules that make passing easier. Right. So here's the wrinkle, though, because you're absolutely right. Your point about the receivers, about the tight ends, and your point about the contact with the quarterback. Now you can't breathe on those guys. So that's an excellent point. The wrinkle, though, in this argument is the mobility portion that you kind of just glossed over. Dan Marino was a pocket passer, and that's all Mm -hmm. that man was. He was not mobile. Quickest release ever. You have to be mobile. Now, the quick release obviously negates this maybe to some extent. I mean, we even, I mean, shoot, we even just saw it with this current version of the Dolphins, right? Where Tua was so successful for the huge majority of the season because he had the quickest release in the NFL. But largely, you cannot play quarterback at a highly highly successful level anymore without having some semblance of mobility. And the best quarterbacks in the game have a lot of mobility. And Dan Marino didn't have any of that. So I don't know if he'd have the time. I don't know if he'd be able to evade the pressure. Yes, it's hard to breathe on those guys, but the protection's not the same as it once was. Do you think it would be possible with today's rules compared to back then that a quarterback like Marino can throw for an average of 35 more yards per game. Is that possible, do you believe? I, I guess. Because that would give him 6,000 yards. Right. 
I, I think it's more debatable than you think it is or than Dan thinks it is. But you know what? To his point, he doesn't have to prove it. We still have to prove a lot. We've got plenty more here coming up next on ESPN Radio.